Yeah. And you root for more than one Frauds. Team. Listen, look, look at me. Look at me. You. You with the two teams. You're a fucking fraud. Not you. Not you, Brett. I'm talking to the other people that are going to be like, you, yeah, Brett, you can have two teams. No, you can't. Because this is, this, is, this is where the fraud comes in. You can't want your team to lose the Super Bowl. Hold on. Where's my mic? Here it is. There it goes. It dropped. Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, everybody. It's another great day to discuss other people's excellence. I'm the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're just two guys that love BS and that work. How you doing today, man? I'm all right. No complaints. Another day. We're here. It's been two weeks since the last pod, only because of, you know, more logistical problems on both of our ends. But mm-hmm. we're here to talk about some football today. And by some football, I don't mean the Giants. I mean actual, you know, football and the sport that we love. Probably some good games, kind of like what's going on with the Ravens the last two weeks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, so far, the, the primetime game, well, besides well, Monday night, you know, last night kind of screwed it up. But the primetime games so far have been excellent. I mean, um, Ravens, Chiefs, as a Steelers fan, I was pissed. I, I was That was a loss that I had circled in for the Ravens. But I got to tip my hat to Lamar Jackson. He played phenomenal. And and, and, to, and in all seriousness, like you got to love his toughness and his ability to just shrug off bad crap. I mean, for his last – there was a time where his last two quarters he had four uh, turnovers, right? He had two fumbles in the fourth quarter against, against uh, the Raiders, which literally lost him the game. And then he had two picks in the first quarter against against the Chiefs. So he could have, you know, hung his head and be like, "Yo, man, I don't, I don't got it." But he uh, he did what he, he what he does. He ran the ball. He was unstoppable running the ball, and they won the game. It was a great game. Might be the game of the year so far. Obviously, it's week two. I don't know the the, the Monday night game, uh, week one with the Vegas Raiders and the, and the Ravens. Ravens. Well, okay. So the Ravens are in the two the two top games of the, of the year. So. Oh, yeah. And the, to your point about Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh showing complete faith in whatever Lamar Jackson wanted to do with the I game on the line. You got, which, that's all you can ask for. I, matter of fact, I do want to talk about that. I, I think that's the difference between great teams and, and good teams. You saw where that was kind of the theme of the weekend. Like, give it to your guys and let them do do what they do, right? Without question, like, hey, Lamar, like, you know, he even said, like, I knew he was going to say yes, but, you know, I just want to ask, like, hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? Yeah. They, everybody knew it was going to be a QB sneak. There was no reason at all for anybody else to touch the football, and Lamar Jackson got that first down to seal the deal. Um, it's one of those weird things on the Chiefs end. You know, and John Harbaugh even said it, like, I'm pretty sure if the Chiefs were in that same position, they would have done the same thing because they had Patrick Mahomes. And it's kind of funny, like we talk about Matt Ryan and the Falcons and they should have ran the ball and all this other stuff. But there is a reason why coaches say, yo, if I'm going to go out, I want it in my quarterback's hands. That's the guy we paid all the big bucks. Remember, Matt Ryan, that was his MVP season. That was like the one time he was considered like a top five quarterback. It's like, yo, if if and, and we also forget Julio had the play of the game just a couple of plays before that with the, with the toe drag on the sidelines. So it's this weird thing. It's like, okay, the smart thing to do is to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. 
But your gut tells you, yo, man, if I'm going out, I, I need it in my quarterback's hands. And the Chiefs saw that firsthand, too. They gave it to uh, Edward Zilaire, and he fumbled it. And Or was it Edward Zilaire? Yeah, I think I, it was I, Edward Zilaire. Yeah. And and but, but also fumbled. to the running point that – the Ravens, that's what they do well. And and I don't understand the shade Lamar Jackson gets from a lot of different fans, not just Steelers fans or, you know, the AFC North haters that just don't like him because he's the Ravens quarterback. But there's so many people that just discount how good or why he would be in an elite conversation and just look at his throwing stats and completely negate the fact of how good he is with his legs and on the ground and the threat that presents because they've lost 16 starters in Baltimore. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, all, like all all the running backs they have right now, their first running back would have been their third on the regular depth chart. Right. So, and they're still running the ball dominantly. And, and Lamar Jackson is he the same quarterback without his legs and that mobility? And how long is that going to last? And all those questions are great. Whoop de do. But as of right now, we have not seen anyone actually be able to stop him consistently. There's been instances but not consistently. Not and what you said about the heart, if he didn't have the heart, Harbaugh wouldn't believe in him like that. Right. And that, and that speaks volumes to the leader and quarterback Lamar Jackson actually is. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you just got to tip your cap. Like there's certain, like even my dad said, there's certain times where you just got to tip your cap and say, hey man, he's just a great player and great players do great things. That's just mm-hmm. what happens. And that was one of those games. Um, Going up against a great team. Like yeah. the, the, Ra- the Raiders might be better than we thought they were. Yeah. Um, number I'm, one, the Raiders are better than what we thought they were. As a Steelers fan, I still believe that's the game we had to win. You upset, and I only say that because this, this is a year you know that the offense is going to be a challenge. This is a year you know if you're going to win games, it's going to be ugly. It's you're going to have to take your chances. It's going to be it's going to be rough all year. You won in Buffalo, so granted, you can make the case that you're one and one anyway, right? And if you had us winning against the Raiders but losing against Buffalo, but because you got that upset win, this is one of those years they have to take advantage of every single win on their schedule. And the Raiders are a good team. I'm not saying they're not a good team, but at home, season opener after winning the Buffalo, that's a game that you have to win if you want to make the playoffs, right? It's just one of those games you have to win, and. The Steelers' offense is just not good right now. It's just not good, and and the Raiders, all respect in the world, they are for real. But the problem, the problem with the Raiders is they kind of show us this every year. Like they start out hot, and we say, "Oh, what about Derek Carr? What about the Raiders?" And then somehow, some way, by the end of the year, it's like, "Oh, that's why we don't consider them a great team." So I'm not, I'm not hating. I got a lot of people, uh, friends of mine that are that are diehard Raiders fans. I actually am happy for them when the Raiders win. Because I like the way shout they, out Raider Nation. Yeah, like the way they lose sometimes. Like I get it. It's like damn. Like you feel bad for Raider fans. The way they almost lost against the Ravens. It's like that wow. game was that game was crazy. Yeah, like the, you know, dude getting stopped at the one when they thought it was the game winning touchdown, and then they threw an interception like two plays later, and it's just like wow. And the game winning lob. Yeah, that was some like, schoolyard. My guy is gonna beat your guy. I'm just gonna chuck it up. Type of win. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things like, man, like we talk about all the time as Giants and Steelers fans, like the heart, the heart palpitations you have every Sunday. I can't even imagine what it's like for Raiders fans because I feel like when they win, it's weird. When they lose, it's even weirder. So, you know, the Raiders are one of those teams. Like I know as a Steelers fan, I'm supposed to hate them because they're like one of our historic rivals. But like I said, I know a lot of good people that are Raiders fans. 
So I am happy when they went. Obviously not Sundays. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm picking my team over your team. But you know, the rate I I want I want the Raiders to be good. I feel like the NFL is better when the rate when the Raiders are good. I just I'm in, I'm in wait and see mode because I've seen this movie before, unfortunately. So we'll see. We'll see that. I mean, but they have all the talent to be for real. They did beat the Chiefs last year. Like they're a good team. So, but what do you? I haven't watched the Steelers, so I'm not even being a smart ass when I'm asking this. What is the issue with the Steelers? You said it was offensively because I've heard the defense has been good. I'm, I'm saying I heard because I have not watched either of those games. So why am I going to come up to so, you and be a fraud? So here, here's the issue with the Steelers, right? Everybody's trying to blame Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, he's past his prime. He's past his prime. Yes, he's past his prime, but it's there's, there's three major issues. Two of them we know about. One of them I don't think a lot of people are saying. One obvious one: the offensive line just isn't good. Um, they, can, the they can they can pass block a little bit, not great, but they cannot run block for anything. And because of that, we can't run the ball. Even when Najee Harris is a good running back, we cannot run the ball. We're one dimensional. That's not good. And there's a reason for that. I'll, if we have time, I'll get into that later. Two, because that's because that is weird. That a, usually, if you have an O line, they can run block but can't pass block. It's really rare when you see a team that's better pass blocking than run blocking because it's a timing thing, and that doesn't just doesn't really make sense. Yeah, well, you're I, better I, at holding somebody back and not just creating a hole. Right, and well, I, I'll, I'll get into it now. I, one of his, we lost our, our offensive line coach a couple of years ago, Mike Munchak, who's by far the best offensive line coach in the NFL. And the new guy we have, uh, well, not a new guy, he's been there for the last couple of years, and it showed ever since we lost our offensive line coach, our running game has been, like, bottom three in the league every year since then. Um, the new p- person that we have, he does this system where it's like you're chopping your feet when you're blocking, which is stupid because you get no power doing that, especially on run blocks when you're supposed to be the aggressor and pushing forward and, like you said, creating those holes. If you're just chopping your feet and not using your le- those big legs of theirs to get leverage, you can't create holes. The reason they do that is because it protects the offensive line better. The offensive line had a lot of injuries. Marquise Pouncey, every single time he got hurt was because somebody rolled up on him. So this system, the way they do it now, is supposed to protect offensive linemen. So if somebody rolls up under you, your legs aren't locked in. You have a better chance of just falling down and getting back up instead of somebody, you know, hitting you when your leg is straightened up. And you could, that's an ankle, that's a knee, whatever. So, yeah, it's great you're protecting the players, but you're not able to block like that because you have no leverage when you're trying to block. Um, so that's why our offensive line sucks. I get it. But that's it is what it is. Two, also obvious. You don't got to reinvent the wheel, guys. Yeah, yeah. Again, I get it. We had a lot of injuries because of roll ups and stuff like that. But that's part of the game. Unfortunately, it's like like, there's no way you can really fix that without compromising your offensive line, which is what we're doing. Um, Two, Ben is past his prime. I still think he's good. He's still an NFL quarterback. But the problem is. If you have no line, if you cannot run the ball, and when you don't have great receivers, which is which is quiet as is kept as number three, we have we have a trio of really really good receivers. None of them are great. None of them are number ones. I think they're all number two receivers on a, any other team, which is okay. Like you can you can win like that if you have a great quarterback and a great line. But when your quarterback is no longer great, and when your offensive line is mediocre at best, 
you need your receivers to consistently get open. And we don't have guys that can consistently get open. So Ben Roethlisberger cannot operate the way he needs to operate. So the fact that he's past his prime, that's a problem too. And the sad thing about it is all, all three things, if only one of them was fixed, our offense, our offense would be much better. But unfortunately, you're not going to turn back the clock. You're not going to have prime big Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. He's proven he can do it with a, with a less than stellar O-line and less than stellar receivers before, but that was in his prime when he could run around and shrug off defenders and, you know, extend plays for seven, 10 seconds. He can't do that. When did he have less than stellar receivers? He, he, people forget before Antonio Brown, our receiving core was not great. He made Mike Mike, Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mike Wallace. What did he do since he left? Oh, that's the game we're playing. What did he do? No, I'm I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Mike Wallace, like most of Ben's early stages of his career, we had that. We had a bunch of, uh, Antonio Holmes, Plaxico Burris. Yeah, we had we, Plaxico Burris. These were number one guys. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Santonio Holmes was a number one on the Steelers. He, he was the number one on the Jets too. On the Jets playoff team at that. Okay, just okay. saying. Like, I, like you know, I don't have a. Well, well, okay, but I'm saying the Mike Wallace years. Those were not great receivers. Uh, the the wasn't AB uh, there during Mike Wallace. AB didn't start then. AB was like the fourth receiver on the team. My he started once Mike Wallace left, but that he so he's had he's had mediocre run. Uh, before we had Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro and those guys, our offensive line was really bad, and we had just decent receivers. Ben Roethlisberger made them look good because again he's running around for seven seconds, and anybody's going to be open if you're you know you can't guard somebody for seven seconds. So, yeah, you can make it work with a prime Ben Roethlisberger at this stage of his career where he's not able to extend plays as consistently as he used to. You need guys to consistently get open. We don't have those guys. So would you consider this the worst wide receiving core that you've had with Big Ben? No, mm -mm, not at all. Not at all, because I I still think De- I mean Deontay I think he's really good I think he can be a number one one day Chase Claypool he's obviously young he's only in his second year he can be a number one one day but right now we have again they're not bad they're really really good the problem is in the NFL everybody's really really good you know what I mean like 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 that's the difference between a bona fide number one and a number two like bona fide number ones are elite receivers that are always open and or will always catch the ball when you throw it to them. Our guys can get open, can catch the ball. They'll do it more often than not, but consistently open, consistently catching the ball. That's not what that's not where they're at right now. Juju at this point, I don't know. I don't think he'll ever get better. He's he's obviously just no more than a really good number two, which again is fine. You can win like that if you have a good offensive line and or a quarterback that can operate like that. Ben Roethlisberger at this stage of his career can't do that. Mm. You know what I mean? So like I said, I, I'm not saying our wide receiver core sucks. I just think they're a bunch of really good number twos. We don't have any number ones. And you need – sometimes you need that dude. We don't have that dude on the team. So that's the problem. It's those three things all happening at the same time, which is why our offense isn't good anymore. And if you fix one of them, the offense can be good. The only thing that probably can be fixed is the O-line. There's two rookies starting. We have Trey Turner, who's new. So you're hoping it's just a chemistry thing. And by the time, you know, as the season wanes on, they'll get better as a unit. But if not, they're susceptible to lose to anybody because then today's NFL, you have to be able to score. I don't care how good your defense is, you have to be able to score. 
And your division isn't getting any easier. Right. Exactly. You're, 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 you're trending in the wrong direction when your division is probably the most competitive it has been or will be in this side of the 21st century. I mean, the, the Ravens and Steelers have been the a rivalry of the century so far. I, I think that's one of the best rivalries football's had since the turn of the century. But at the same time, this is the probably the best the Browns have been since they became the Browns again. The the Bengals have the most hope they've had since they had Carson Palmer and Chad Johnson and TJ Hoosman Zeta. So, you know, like this is a, like what you're saying exactly what I was saying. This is why I was smiling, just for the clarity of it. What I was saying five, six years ago when the Giants had a decent run with Eli, apply everything you just said. The, the old line isn't that good. This isn't prime Eli, but he's still an NFL quarterback. That's why I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, karma, bitch. But but anyway, like I, 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 I know you're like two years into this way well, longer. I mean, but here's the thing. As, a, as What I do love about it, we're still young on both sides of the ball. Um, it's one of those things where, unfortunately, this is probably Ben's last year. Uh, You've been so- saying that for like two, three years. No, I mean, well, his contract runs out this time, so that's why it definitely is probably going to be his last year. I wouldn't mind them bringing him back, but if they bring him back, that means this offseason, the offensive line has to be the commitment. You know what I mean? First-round pick, second-round. I was pissed off in our draft because, yes, I love Najee Harris. Yes, I actually really do love our tight end that we got, but my thing is those guys are useless if you have no offensive line, and so far – they, they, they tend to be – right now they're not – you know, Najee Harris had his first touchdown. We do. He looks really good. But the point of the matter is, if without the offensive line, we can't operate like this. So I wouldn't mind if Ben said I'll sign a two-year deal and they do that and they spend this entire draft on offensive line help. If our offensive line is fine, we're going to be a good football team. So – Cut the cord with Ben, man. I mean, it's easy to say that, but – it, you, do, do you like Daniel Jones? You don't. I don't. I like, but, do if I we like, cut, but if we would have cut the cord earlier with Eli, we would have had better choices at quarterback. Right. But you were also one of those people that said, oh, no, keep Eli, keep Eli. And that's what Eli. that's the knowledge I am in passing to you now. That do well, not well, do that. Well, and, and, and no shade, no shade. The difference is I don't think we're going to have the third pick in the draft or the second pick when you pick Saquon. You know what I mean? Like, we're not we're not going to and we're not going to be in a position. Yeah, if we if we suck and we don't win another game the rest of the year and we're one in 15 with the first pick in the draft, then, yes, I'm, I would be the first to say, all right, well, maybe we should take advantage of this and see if one of these dudes is is our future. But if if we're you know, if we're seven and nine or whatever or seven and ten, whatever the new uh, math would be, yeah, seven and ten. And we're only like the twelfth pick in the draft or something like that. That's not that's not me saying, uh, yeah, let's go get a quarterback. To me, that would make sense to just get the best offensive lineman you can get. Speaking of high picks in the draft, the rookie quarterbacks have uh, kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. And not saying that's like a hot take or even deep. It's only two weeks in. They're rookies and they were drafted to bad teams, but uh, sunshine down in Jacksonville. Hasn't been lighting it up, but then again, once again, no one expected him to. So, like, he's he benefits from the low expectations. Um, which isn't fair, but go ahead. Which isn't fair, 
But at the same time, it kind of is. It's once again, rookie year, so whatever. But I will, I will repeat, if he was black, they, they would not make any excuses for him. But but I digress. Go ahead. Lamar Jackson. Um, anyway, I don't want to talk about Sunshine because I don't want to throw shade at Sunshine. I want to throw shade at the Jets and talk about Zach Wilson <laughs> because, good Lord, they make me feel better about being a Giants fan. I was sitting there. I'll, the only The main teams I've watched, like, the most time of these first couple of weeks have been the Giants, the Jets, and the Ravens. Just throwing my cards out there. Those are the three teams. Like the three. Like, I still, I still feel. Well, you know how I was about Sam Darnold. I, I was pissed that the Jets did that. I'm like, why would you give up on this dude when you never even gave him a chance? And you did more for Zach Wilson in three days than you did for Sam Darnold in three years. So maybe this is karma going back to the Jets saying, yeah, jerks, like, don't do that. I, but I'll be the first to admit, watching Zach Wilson in, in preseason, seeing him in that first game, I think this is one of those rare trades that will work out for both teams. Sam Darnold's been playing really well for the Panthers. They're 2-0. Yes, sir. And Zach Wilson, yeah, he had a terrible game against the Patriots. Terrible. It against, was bad. Against the Patriots, you know, first home game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, put the bus card on, on there yet. Oh no, no, no. I'm not either. But I want to say the thing that alarmed me more in the second game than it did in the first because he played a, a decent second half week one. He, he he made some adjustments. Yada yada yada. The problem with the first home game against uh, Bill Belichick and the Pats. Obviously, Bill Belichick is a nightmare for rookie quarterbacks. That regardless if you're playing in the same division at, as him. But the problem was how flustered or how if it was last year or two years ago seeing ghosts zach wilson was and he looked like he was in his own head before halftime he looked like he, he like because some of the throws he made were just bad throws but i heard some people on the radio blaming the receivers for not being able to get open that's one thing but literally just chucking a ball up and, and saying you know here's a prayer go get it that's not doing anybody any favors and certainly not your rookie quarterback. That's the thing that he could completely turn around. He could fix. It wouldn't be a problem if he just adjusts that. And that's the decision-making, but that's why you took him that high because you had so much faith in his decision-making something we have not seen so far because when he panics, he panics. And that was exactly the, the problem that, you know, the jet said they had with uh, uh, what's his face on the bears. That's why they didn't take him. Yeah. If you can hear there's a huge siren going on. I'm sorry. Oh, um, sorry. No, yeah, podcast I, listeners. Brett, Brett was just miming. Yes. To me. He was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go no, on. Uh, well, well, no, forget Justin Fields. That, that's the reason why they want to get rid of Sam Darnold. Right. Cause he panics and he makes bad decisions. Well, here's the thing. When you play on a bad team, a lot of times you're a young quarterback that happens a lot, right? Sam Darnold played like he, there were games where, you people said that he is not an NFL quarterback. And I said, well, yeah, he has no line. He has no receivers. He has no defense. He has no running back. He has no coach. He has nothing. And he's out there just trying to figure it out. That is not the case with Zach Wilson. He has some receivers, not, you know, again, maybe not great receivers, but he has receivers better than Sam Darnold had. He has a much better line than Sam Darnold, although McCod Beckton was out. So that's a big deal. That's the, you know, that's the best player on their offensive line. And your best player on the line out against the Patriots is just asking for trouble. Um, again, I, I think he's going to be fine. He's a rookie. That's what rookies do. 
But that's why you throw them out there week one and 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 hope they figure it out. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You have more faith in Zach Wilson and the Jets than Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars two weeks into both yes. the rookie careers? Yes, absolutely. Can you can you elaborate on that, sir? Yeah, one one two words. Urban Meyer, yes. And the Ohio State shade continues. We're, got, we're at a good streak. No, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not about it's not about that. It's just the fact that Urban Meyer is not a develop development development guy for quarterbacks. That's just not his mo. He gets great talent and he wins with them. But what quarterback has he ever developed into a great NFL player? I don't. I don't know. And Trevor Lawrence, as good as he is coming in, he's still a rookie quarterback. He still needs development. That so, and everything that he's done this offseason has not shown me that Urban Meyer can handle the NFL. Whether it's bad hirings, whether it's bringing in Tim Tebow to bring in to, to cause unnecessary distractions. You said that early. I called him a hater, and I'm not an Ohio State fan. I just know he hates on Ohio State. So I was having fun with him. But before this offseason, Brett was saying exactly what was going to happen. And it's kind of messed up because. I was hopeful. I was really hopeful for the whole thing because they're not my team. They're they're just like the Panthers to me. I, I I'm older than that team, and I I know what it's like to like a team that plays second, third fiddle in a market. So I I empathize a lot with Jaguars fans, and they got their guy. Like if the Jets got Trevor Lawrence, I would be more excited because honestly, I was a bigger Trevor Lawrence fan in college. I don't watch BYU games. You know what I mean? Just keeping it real. And it doesn't look good. And it doesn't look good not because of the quarterback. Same with like Zach Wilson. My problems with him are from the two games I've watched. Not necessarily. I don't think he can get better. He definitely can get better. But down there in, in, in Gainesville, mm-mm. I think it's Gainesville, right? <laughs> Jacksonville, Gainesville. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, right? I'm like, I'm, I don't know Florida that well. My All the family I have is in Southern Florida. So, but yeah, it's that. Like like I said last pod, if Urban Meyer leave, well, maybe he'll leave for USC at the end of the year. But if he's gone by this year, by the end of this year, then I would say Trevor Lawrence has a chance. As long as Urban Meyer is there, I think he has no chance. And I'm glad you brought that up. So that's rumors this week because we're you know we're sticking on brand that me and Brett are just winging it with the most things that we want to talk about because we was unlike previous in, incarnations of this pod, we actually had zero conversation about what we were going to talk about. Besides football. So the USC thing is interesting to me because those rumors popped up before week two happened. Like that's how bad it's going. That's how like bad immediately. immediately. No, and that's how bad he is with all this BS. Like he's like the reports of him rubbing the staff the wrong way. You rub the staff the wrong way in such a short amount of time. You ain't going to get one year at work. Like on, on some regular people shit. If 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 six months go by, and everything that you hear from from your coworkers is how how annoying you are, or they don't like working with you, or they're questioning your judgment, and there's zero positive things coming out of your your environment from where you work, that is terrible. That's a toxic work environment because you're in the honeymoon phase still. But here's the thing. Here's why I didn't think it was going to work. And to be very honest with you, this is one of the reasons why college coaches have a hard time in the NFL. In college, it's all about you. You are the rock star. You are the center of attention. It's why Nick Saban will never leave Alabama. I don't care. 
I don't care what the job is, unless it's like a scandal or something where he needs to jump ship, right? And we see, and we see, which in college football means he has like 200 bodies buried under the field for Nick Saban to get kicked out of Alabama. Right. So, so, but my my point is like Urban Meyer is the man in Florida. He's the man at Ohio State. At Jacksonville, you're just an employee, bro. Like, no offense. Like, in the grand scheme of things, you're just an employee. And the, the 19 or the 22 year old guy that you just drafted, he's the franchise. He's the rock star. He's the guy that everybody cares about. That's a big culture shift for a lot of people, especially when you've been doing it for so long. If you're one of those people that had dreams of NFL coaching and you just did your college thing just to get get there, but you understand what's, what you're getting into by going to the NFL, that's one thing. But a guy like Urban Meyer, that is a huge, huge culture shift. From everything being hand and knee done the way you want it to be done to now you have to adhere by everybody else's rules. And but in your mind, like, well, I'm still the head coach. That still should mean something. Mm, yeah, it does, but not really. These dudes get paid more than you now. You know what I mean? How say you were the only dude getting paid? Whoa. Oh, well, <laughs> you would only do getting hey, paid. Hey, 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 don't get in other people's pockets. He was the only dude getting paid. Right. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, it's not like now, now you going to yell at somebody, they made more money than you. They're like, yo, what are you talking about? So he's trying to, and, and these are grown ass men. These aren't kids. So he's trying to do this, this college and rah, rah, pep rally bullshit. Right. And, and not in a good way. Cause like, I hear that Matt rule kind of does that in, in Carolina, but it's the camaraderie stuff. It's it's the, the fun part of college. Yeah. Urban Meyer is trying to do the disciplinarity and stuff of college, like making people run for like absolutely no reason and stuff like that. Like a 29 year old that's been getting paid for six years wants to hear your bullshit. Right. But, it's like, come on, bro. Like it's not, it's not going to work, but he so doesn't fit hard. for you USC either. Like I'm not, I'm a casual. College oh, no, football I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think uh, no, but hear me out. Like, like, I don't think he, he would be that fit in usc i just don't i don't like don't get me wrong it's college he maybe he'll attract the, the the kids as you said like he did in ohio state but i just think those are two different programs those are two different types of personalities swags however you want to put it like, that's very true. The same thing that's very like true. nick saban could work does nick saban like does it look right if nick saban was in a hurricanes uniform that just doesn't have the same feel to it like that's kind of what the vibe I'm getting. That 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 if if if, if like granted, I, I also respect Nick Saban a lot more than Urban Meyer, but I, at the same time, Urban Meyer is an all-time college football coach, so well, he can go funny, anywhere. Well, it's funny you said Nick Saban in Miami. He was the Dolphins coach before he left for Alabama. Um, but like I mean, it's the I'm reason why I say, this, I the reason why I say Urban Meyer because I do agree that USC needs a name, right? There's certain schools you can't just get a guy; you got to get a name. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was funny. I was watching around the horn for like the first time in forever, right? And Bill Plassey said it's a it's the top three job in college football right now. And they were like, yeah, okay. And he was like, no, with NIL, you know, uh, you know, name, likeness, and image, whatever it's called, um, USC should be a top three job. You're getting LA kids who can get paid off for their likeness. Like, 
no, nah, that should be a top three job. And when he put it like that, I was like, you know what? Mm, that's a good point. Like, yeah. Like, of course it is. Like, football-wise, no. You know, you got Alabama. You got, you know, Ohio State. You got probably some other SEC school before you even think of you before you even think about USC. But now that money is really getting involved and these dudes are signing million-dollar deals before they even hit the field, you know, we forget how lit USC used to be when Pete Carroll was there, when you had Snoop Dogg and people coming to every game. And it I was didn't. Like, That's why I didn't question top three job. I was like, yo, if they want to give me that job, I take that job. Yeah, but, suck that, at it. but that's why you need a name. Urban Meyer is a name. But to your point, his style of coaching, I don't know if that works in L.A. I think I think and, and just to compare different personalities. Uh, Reggie, Reggie Bush said Deion Sanders. I think that would be perfect. But. Bro, that's but a movie. I that's love a, that it. sounds like a, that sounds like a movie. You get that's the a, old prime time quarterback. The perfect hire, but to me, I really like what he's doing for HBCUs. I really like the mission he's on. I want him to stay down there and continue to do the good work there and not go to USC. But if we're being honest, case closed. As soon as Reggie Bush said Deion Sanders, I'm like, yo, because because honestly, it's college football. Prime time LA, like the prime time could always go back. Even if he sucks at USC, he goes back to an HBCU. He can still keep doing all the good work. Like, and that's not me throwing shade. I never thought I'd like I'd be singing praises of Greg Schiano again. Here are the Scarlet Knights at three and zero. So if Greg Schiano can improve a, a program like Rutgers with this, with a little bit of offseason, imagine what a program like USC could do if they get the right hire. Oh, no. Deion Sanders is the I, – I honestly can't think of a better hire. Deion Sanders is one of my favorite players, and I'm a Giants fan. No, seriously, I honestly can't – the sweat – everything you're talking about, the sweat. I mean, his name is prime time. Oh, the, only way, the only way it would be more perfect if he actually did – become a trader. This is never going to happen, guys. But he became the Hurricanes head coach in Miami. He's not doing that unless the money's right, like, obviously. But because there's the Florida connection with him, he'd be like, yeah. no, no, I'm no, not doing no that. No way. Florida State would burn it. Would yeah, burn that's what I'm saying. He, assassinate him. <laughs> so the closest he can get to that is USC. Yeah, no, that's true. I, it, it would be the perfect hire. Um, But I, I really want him to stay where at Jackson State. I think he's doing a great job, and I'm very proud of him. Um, But yeah, Urban Meyer, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to find that right fit. Urban Meyer is not a fit for any uh, NFL team, let alone the Jaguars. And I feel sorry for Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully, he only has to deal with Urban Meyer for one year and they get a better coach. Um, Eric Bieniemy was another guy they considered, I thought, but he didn't want the job. But he's also a name uh, linked to USC. But uh, I don't think he's going to leave for USC. I think he wants – I think if he leaves the Chiefs, it will only be for an NFL job, which makes sense. So. I don't know, man. Like, not, not that the NFL job wouldn't make sense, but leaving the Chiefs for a college situation that could be ideal to you, not necessarily ideal to the greater sports world. But there's certain jobs that me and you would take. If we could have a list of 10 sports jobs, there's like between five and 10 – it's pretty much going to be like, I like living there. I think it'd be cool to work there. Uh, I like this area. The you reason know? why the reason why I say he won't is because I think the guy that's the AD there now is the same dude that fired him when he was at Colorado. Yeah. So it's one of those like, yeah, no, nah, I would never work for you again type of things. So unless that's politics, man. Yeah. Sports politics is as shady as 
real life politics because sports politics is worse than like real life politics. <laughs> yes, yeah, because because it, it's more about the money than actual politics. <laughs> right, right, which is ridiculous. I'm not clearing actual politics; it's corrupt as fuck. I'm just letting everyone know perception is is reality, and that's how crooked college football is because we're joking about how the coach was the only person getting paid at a university. And the whole world is like, <laughs> well, we know for a fact that's why he left in the first place. Yeah, and, and it's and it's also like, oh no, sorry, that's why Jim Trussell left. Oh, it doesn't matter. They all they all suck. Terrell Pryor lost shit for signing his own name on his shit. That's that's the most un-American thing I can imagine. That that you that you pay, you have right. to pay for stuff right. with your name and you're not allowed to. Reggie yeah, Bush, Reggie Bush. Didn't didn't win the Heisman like so a reason why I'm probably not like a USC fan right because when Reggie Bush how old was I I was like a freshman maybe eighth grade or something when Reggie Bush happened like that's kind of when I started getting into college football more than just like watching one or two games a year was when the, the season that the Vince Young and Reggie Bush thing was going on and you told me almost immediately that it didn't count. And, to, to, and like I was like, why? Oh, because he uh, made money off his name. Wait, wait. Had nothing to do with football. <laughs> like, wait. So he didn't cheat? No. He no, he, didn't cheat. no. He, he, he bought his mother a house. And what does that have to do with the husband? Nothing, but we got to take it away. Because how did he make that money? Uh, America? <laughs> <laughs> He's Reggie Bush. That's why he made the money. Kids, if you don't know who Reggie Bush is, please Google him. He's the he reason was- Kim Kardashian is famous. <laughs> Reggie freaking Bush. Uh, sorry, USC. your name got attached to so much mids and dirt weed. You you deserved better. And I hate. I would like. I hated USC back then because that's all everybody ever talked about. USC, USC, USC. I I probably hated USC more than I hated Ohio State, which tells you something. Because I hate Ohio State. Yeah, that's the one. That's probably one of the only teams you consistently hate. Yeah, yeah. But USC was the ish back in the day. So I understand why they're like, nah, bro, we need, we need, we need the sizzle. We can't just be a good team. We need somebody who's gonna bring prime time back to LA. I mean, I honestly, I maybe Snoop Dogg, you know, he he has a <laughs> oh, God. I knew you were gonna say something ignorant. All right, yeah. before before yeah, we have no time good. left and people get mad at me because I didn't say a damn thing besides how sad I am about the Giants. I guess I should bring up my Giants. Because I threw shade at the Jets, which isn't fair. I will admit that on the same broadcast. But I did that on purpose because fuck you guys. But, but the Giants have pissed me off and made me sad for years now. There's actually recordings of me telling Brett that I have zero faith and that if we get two wins, we'll be lucky. And that was last year. We had more than two wins. We had triple that. And I had a lot of faith in Joe Judge going forward. A lot of that faith, because especially because with no offseason, no preseason, and, and, and there's and still then, the infamous kitchen tirade. Let's let, let's remind the people of when you almost destroyed my house. <laughs> we shouldn't have fucking drafted Daniel Jones, but that's besides the fucking point. See, see what you get me to do. I, I've been not cussing because your dad asked me to not cuss. I'm sorry, you you've been really good. I'll and stop. then you had to bring it up again. I'll stop. I'll stop. Continue. So the problem with the Giants week one was the complete vanilla offense, Sean Garrett, or Jason Garrett, Sean Garrett, Jason Garrett, and all the problems. I don't even know who that is. And all the problems that that, that entails. 
That's how mad I am. I'm just making up names and cursing at people. Sean, isn't Sean Gearing an artist? I don't know. Dude, I don't I'm know. I'm about to look this up. Go ahead. <laughs> I think that's just a made-up name I just did. It's even worse. But anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Mr. 8 and 8, he's, he's the one calling plays. And my cousin was the first person to actually point this out in real time to me about he's running Saquon Barkley like in offsets, in shotgun formation, making him go east and west and not north. Like you have Saquon Barkley, point him north and tell him to run. And that's what he's effective at. And they're doing all these east-west type of play calls. That's the, that's one issue. The, the, the next issue is the terrible actual play calling, like in sequence. Okay, you have a whole plan mapped out. Why are you choosing the the, the give the ball to the rookie when we just need a, a short gain for a first down on, on a third down? And then, and then we lose yardage. Like, it's hard for me to explain because it sounds like I'm just making shit up and being stupid when I'm just trying to remember how stupid and bad the game planning really was. And then this past week, Daniel Jones played great against uh, the Washington football team. Whoop-de-doo. The Giants always play great against the Washington football team. Daniel Jones, is one of his only consistent things about his career is how good he plays against Washington. And guess what, everybody? We lost. I don't care how good Daniel Jones played in a loss. I don't care that it was by one point because it doesn't really matter if it's by one point or it's by 50 points. It's an L. It doesn't go. It doesn't like it doesn't have an asterisk like, hey, if you're really close by the by the end of the year, and you might make the playoffs. This loss magically turns into a draw. No, we lost. He played great in a loss. And the worst part is he played great against a team. He usually plays great against. There's there's no type of thing that even. Okay, going forward, what do we get? We are in the same position we've been in for at least one year now. No, one year with Daniel Jones because he has not grown. No, no, no you're, in the, you're in the same position you've been for the last five years. No, because 2016 we were we had we had ten wins and we actually made the playoffs. <laughs> no, no, no but I'm saying for the last five years you've been zero two. Thanks. Longest stretch in NFL history. Thanks. We'll tie for longest stretch. NFL history. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think the last person to do that was the Rams back in like the mid 2000s. Any, anything else you want to add? No. Oh, okay. by the way, Sean Gary was a singer-songwriter back in the 2000s. I knew I knew, I knew I knew, that name. He had like one good song, but go ahead. Thanks, Brett. I'm here for you, bud. And I'm sitting here wondering, why do we keep putting lipstick on a pig? Because what what's good about this Giants team? There's talent on the team. Like individual players have talent. But the GM... Dave Gettleman has done nothing to have, let me have any faith in him when it comes to the roster that he's built. Because do we have an O line? No. Like even my, the, my favorite pick, the Saquon pick that Gettleman has done, is a questionable pick. I can admit that. I can be objective about that. So, so oh, it, finally. I told you it was a bad pick then. You well, it wasn't a bad pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the other quarterbacks that were taken, they're definitely in the same spot, right? Would you rather have Josh Allen right now or Daniel Jones? I'm talking about Sam Darnold. Would Sam Darnold, talk? what I'm talking about. Oh, Sam Darnold looks better than Daniel Jones right now. Oh, my God. Sam Darnold's 2 0. Daniel Jones is 0 2 this year. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones? Lamar Jackson. 
you know, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones. I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. I wanted to draft Lamar Jackson. Okay. We saw so the Eli. The only Eli. So really, the only quarterback we're talking about right now is Josh Rosen, which yeah. you guys probably wouldn't have taken anyway. That was the rumor. All right, well, maybe you should have won Saquon then. No, for real. The rumor uh, that I remember being hyped over Josh Rosen. Chosen Rosen, bro. Chosen Rosen. That was a thing. He might have been better for I mean, I feel bad for that guy. He went to about never getting a shot. Josh Rosen got less shots than Daniel Jones is getting. Yeah. And Daniel Jones has not improved in his turnovers at all. At all. At all. At all. Like he needs to go to the to the Saints and sit behind Drew Brees for a year. And he'll be all right. Wow. This is what you want to do? You just want to watch me be in pain? You have nothing to actually add to the Giants conversation. You know why? Because I tried to be nice the other day, and I texted you all that stuff. And you're like, we always play well against the Redskins. That's my voice. Number one, that's my voice. (laughs) I sound like Goofy when I talk to you. That's what you say. We We got no O-line, yuck, yuck, yuck. (laughs) You were were like – you had a bunch of FUs in there. No, it wasn't a bunch of FUs. I told you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was my first text back. <laughs> because, you, yo, you, this is, this is, Brett, I was going to say, I'll, I'll, Brett, text me right after this game. I mean, the flag just happened, and they just kicked this damn ball, and we just lose in that deflating fashion. He's like, well, you got to look at the bright side. <laughs> and it's like, shut the fuck up, Brett. We always beat the, the Redskins. Like, Always, always, and here you are. The only time we haven't beat them, but Daniel Jones, and you're like, Oh, well, you know, they're a good defensive line, derp. And it's like he played really well. I was trying because that was a deflating loss, and and I know if that was my team that lost like that, I would be losing my crap. So I was just hoping to text you something nice to be like, Hey, man, don't worry about it. This is a good week to build off of. And you're like, there's nothing to build off of. We always beat the the There's nothing to build off of. Look, I was yelling so intensely. My cat's here now. Sasha has now joined the pod. First official uh, sighting of Sasha on the pod, on on the YouTube. But there's nothing to build off of. Uh, Daniel Jones played decent, and we lost. Where's the building off of it? I'm trying to be positive. I, I, Man, fuck your fake positivity. See, that's that bullshit. I know it's disingenuous positivity. It's, no, it's not disingenuous. You're, you're genuinely positive all the time. I know when you're just full of shit. <laughs> you're so actually I'll, a positive person. Out of the two of us, you'd probably be the more positive person. Right. Yeah. Was, so I know I when you're full positive. of shit. I know no, when you're I full was, of that, shit. That night I was being positive. Now I'm not being positive. That night I was being positive. Like, what a five you. Yeah, to them, to them being a dick. No, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what is in my spirit today, but I was like, yeah, let me just pile on here. <laughs> Maybe because I'm mad the Steelers lost. I'm like, you know what? Somebody else is suffering more than me. Let me just. Let oh, me yours, your day is coming. No, listen, my, my Panthers are 2-0. and I'm, I'm actually in a great mood. You know what I mean? Rutgers is 3-0. and The Panthers are 2-0. and uh, Oh, yeah. We had a poll on the Discussing Other People's Excellence group and I before won. we sign off here. And the poll, scientific scientific poll, obviously, that I set up, open to the public, and new group on Facebook, join, discussing other people's excellence, the public group, got the old dope banner up. And I had a, a poll pretty much proving that Brett is a fraud. 
And why is Brett a fraud? Wait, 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 all the how? fraud things he always brings up all the time. Like the two teams he likes, like he's a Steelers fan. Is he a Panthers fan? No, no. Oh, wait, wait. read what the poll said. And I, how did how did I come up with being a fraud when two out of three answers that support my case were the ones that led? What are you talking about? Number one, the ones that led. The one that led is like you could be diehard for one team and casually follow another. Okay. Okay. And then there's hell no, you're a fraud. Okay. And, and then there's is, yes. Okay. Which you voted for and is the lowest of all the votes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait. But you combine those two. That's not how. No. no yes, it is. We don't live in that type of democracy. We have one winner. <laughs> no, no, no. But but so but really, most people say yeah. Basically, you can. A, l- a lot less people say absolutely. And, and people say no, but the grand total basically say yeah, you can. But if you're casually rooting for another, that does it's not you being a fan of two teams. Hey, listen. The point of the matter is. People on my side here. Okay, if people are on your side, then you you should have no problem putting this on wax. It is this year. Mm-hmm. It is the Panthers against the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Who do you want to win? Either one. No, no. Well, actually, 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 no, 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 no. All right, all right. Let me be very honest about that. If it's this year, I'm going to root for the Steelers because it's probably Ben Roethlisberger's last game. Then you're not a Panthers fan. But that's only because the circumstances. If oh was, yeah, the circumstances that make you a Panthers fan. No, if it was the other way around, where it's like, yo, man, this might be Cam Newton's last game or something like that. We have a young quarterback that's going to be our future. We're probably going to be in Super Bowl. I would root for the Panthers. No. I've explained that to you several times. Yeah, you explaining it. I not that I don't understand what you're saying, like, as it pertains to you. Mm-hmm. I'm your friend, and I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. And it's fraud talk because there's no under no circumstances do you want your team. You can still casually root for the team. By the way, by the way, since this will be on YouTube, in the comments below, can you root for two teams or more than one team? Because there's some people that got more than one team. But can yeah. you root for more than one Frauds. team? Frauds. Listen, look, look at me. Look at me. You. You with the two teams. You're a fucking fraud. Not you. Not you, Brad. I'm talking to the other people that are going to be like, you, yeah, Brad, you can have two teams. No, you can't. Because this is, this, is, this is where the fraud comes in. You can't want your team to lose the Super Bowl. Hold on. Where's my mic? Here it is. There it goes. It dropped. That's what I just did. <laughs> you can root for both teams to win and be yes. happy no matter what the outcome is. What no, no, that's not how a fan works. You are not telling me your team loses the Super Bowl and you're happy. I'm happy for the other team. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Like that is such a lie. Now you lying no, to the people. No, but hold on. Hold on. But like I said, like I explained to you before, right? Growing up, especially, it was cool because either the Steelers were about to win their fifth or sixth, or the Panthers would have won their first. So either one, I was happy because it's historic for one of the teams I'm rooting for. And I'm for the other team, it's like, yo, that sucks. But if you're going to lose to anybody, I'm glad you lost to that team or else you're fucking pissed. Dude, that's what I'm saying. So, for instance, I hate the Bucks. I Well, here's the funny thing. Here's, a, I think, that's the most ironic part about this, right? The NBA is like the one sport I think a lot of people are allowed to get for because people, for some reason, that's just culture, right? You're allowed to root for multiple teams because m- most people love players, right? NBA so, is more acceptable, yeah. Right. So for for whatever reason, the NBA is the one sport I have always just rooted for the Nets. I could care less about any other team. And people are going to say, what about the Cavaliers? No, no, seriously. 
every time, every single time the Nets played the, the Cavaliers, I don't care if Kai was on the Cavaliers, I was rooting for the Nets, and he knew this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm rooting for the Nets. I don't care what the circumstances is. Unless it's one of those things, unless it's really one of those things where it was the year where the Nets were god-awful and the Cavs winning that game would have helped them get, like, the, the number one seed or something like that, then maybe it's like, okay, cool, Cavs, go ahead and win that game because it's meaningless to us. And matter of fact, I'm probably rooting for us to lose so we can get a better draft pick. But oh, that's right. Well, that didn't happen because of Paul Pierce trade. So yes, I never rooted for the Cavaliers. That's the ironic part about this. But I have two baseball teams. At one point, I had three. But I had two baseball teams. I have two football teams, and I only root for the Nets. See, and that's why we have but, the best Nets pod that sometimes happens because we're the two also, realest Nets fans. But right. in other news, Brett is a fraud fan. No, no, but but and then his also. But here's the ironic part about that also. Football, I will only wear Steelers. Panther stuff. I will not wear anything else. Baseball, I will only wear Yankees Pirate stuff. I will want, not wear anything else. Basketball, I'll wear whatever. I don't care. But my team is the Nets. Like now, I've usually only wore Cavs stuff. This is probably the only other thing I've worn. But no, basketball, I'll wear whatever. If it's like you know, you threw me like a, a throwback team act jersey, I would wear that. That's awesome. But I only root I, for the Nets. I actually have. Jerseys that aren't Giants jerseys. Yeah, no football. I'm not wearing nothing else if it's not Steelers or Panthers. Baseball, I'm not wearing nothing else if it's not Yankees or. What or team do you think? I have a bunch of different jerseys, right? But I have two jerseys from one team that isn't the Giants, and they're AFC. Which team do you think I have those two jerseys from? I'm gonna say the Ravens stuff. And w- okay, so for fun, which two te- which two players do you would you think it was? Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Number one, wonderful guess. I love the guess. Respect. You know I'm a defensive guy. That's a phenomenal guess. It's actually Larry Johnson and Priest Holmes from the from the Chiefs. I have two Chiefs jerseys. Okay, that's that's that makes sense. Why do I have it? Because twenty bucks at, at the auction. That's why, and it's stitched, and they're nice as hell, <laughs> and I look good in those colors. And then, and I have no beef because I'm not from the AFC West. So I also have a, a To Bills jersey, and I also have a Mike Vick jersey. Falcons, because I don't know what happened. Falcons or Eagles? How dare you? I just wanted to make sure. Because you type of person, oh, yeah, Eagles, why? And I'm like, fraud. <laughs> fraud. You think, you think I have an Eagles jersey in my closet? I, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, we have to go on live stream on me. IG, and I'm just going to go through my wardrobe. <laughs> like, check and it you, out. You wouldn't catch me dead with some wearing other, like, if it's not Panthers, if it's not Steelers, I'm not wearing it. So people would say, oh, you're a fraudulent. I'm like, no, because you're wearing like a freaking Raiders jersey, but you're a Titans fan. Make make it make sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nah. I don't have the, the NFC. The only NFC jersey I have that's not Giants is the Mike Vick one that, once again, got for hella cheap. It's an authentic stitch jersey. And I got obviously you, everyone knows when I got it. Cool. So. What I'm saying is I don't judge. Cause what I'm saying is when people call me fraud, I'm like, yeah, I could pull, I could call the fraud card to almost anybody, is what I'm saying. Well, you're you're a casual baseball fan, so you having more than one team, whatever. To me personally, whatever. Like, because baseball is actually more territorial than basketball is. And in college, I'm a whore. I'll be the first to admit that I'm a whore in college. Yeah, you have like eight teams. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody does though. You you love Rutgers. You love uh, the Ohio State. No, don't do that. I like Rutgers. I like OU. I like both OUs. You know, Ohio and Oklahoma. I like LSU. You're a Tar Heels fan. Tar Heels. 
I guess I guess I'm I'm a sem- what are we doing? <laughs> this just gave me and Brett over on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but I am a fraud because I do like Georgetown too in basketball. I know that's an old record rival, but like AI, sorry. All right, so Brett, tell them where they can find you so they can at you and let them and let you know how much of a fraud you are. I'm not a fraud, but go ahead and comment below if you if you disagree. Uh, you can find me at Never for Brett. Me that's N E V A underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Not the Chuck D on all the socials. We are at the underscore dope blog on Instagram. We just got that new group on Facebook. If you want to try to find it, discuss it, other people's excellence. And we're at www.thedope.blog, which I still forgot to put the YouTube stuff up on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what are we on Twitter? Oh, dope blog, all one word. We still have a Twitter? Do I still operate that? I think yeah, I Yeah, we still have a Twitter. <laughs> That's how much I pay attention to that. Social media. So and we dope. will be back with more nerd stuff and football stuff. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe. It does... Um, major 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 thing for us we appreciate you guys love you guys oh hell yeah and spotify and apple and podbean check the pod out all there Wherever let us know at. what you think what you want us to talk about more dope radios and stuff coming soon yep and join us next time as we can continue to discuss other people's excellence oh look at you you remembered it at the end this time don't bother me i'm working don't bother me, I'm working.